0: stranger this episode of the dub talk podcast might contain language and adult situations that are inappropriate for younger viewers should any little ones be near you send them off to bed this episode also contains spoilers for the entire first half of the series so if you haven't watched it yet get out and as always The views and opinions expressed are those of the individual participants and not those of Dub Talk as a whole. Now then, on with the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to Dub Talk, where a band of friends come together to talk about a recent dev announcement or cast. My name is Jet, and tonight I'm joined by Hardy. Howdy-do. Black.
2: What am I doing here? What are any of us doing here?
3: <laughs> My god. Ow. that really hurts. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, the meaning of life by guts. What is the
2: meaning of death?
1: A man that
2: perfect.
1: And Bruce.
2: Oh. <laughs> My god, this ain't even a dog
1: game far Okay, and tonight we're here to gather our torches, go on an extended boat ride, and through with a dog as we talk about the recent dub for the 2016 Berserk anime.
2: If you can call it anime and not just one extended Dreamcast cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm sure we'll
1: have plenty to say about that. Eh? Mm. Okay, so in case you don't know much about the Zerk this adaption follows the story of the legendary Black Swordsman, Guts, who, after a series of events known as the Eclipse, has dedicated himself to tracking down his nemesis Griffith and is looking to fight against any horde of monsters or demons in order to kill him as faithfully as possible. And that's pretty much the basic gist of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yep, this is yep. This is going to be a uh, interesting little episode because there's been a lot of controversy surrounding certain things about this dub. This
3: <laughs> we'll get to the meat and potatoes of more than anything, <laughs> I would say. But. Saying,
1: so. Okay, so I guess we're just gonna. I guess you guys are ready to kick things off, or. Of course, I mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I Let's go berserk! Go.
2: <laughs> Let's go absolutely berserk about this show.
3: <laughs> I
2: think okay. you're getting ready to, huh, Hardy? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got All my right. Rockdale Classic Lights ready. <laughs> Five dollars a six pack.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So first and first, we'll kick this off by going over our ADR director and scriptwriter. Uh, for obvious reasons, we shouldn't really be going through go predictions for this part. Because everyone should pretty much have the exact same person for the director. That person being the illustrious Michael St. Nicholas. Okay, uh, well, I don't know if I told his last name right, but darn it. <laughs>
2: I think it's Sinturnicholas. It's Nicholas. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, 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 I'm glad someone made that. He's about.
3: French, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, but... Okay, but due to reasons that are currently unknown, he is probably not forever directing this dub. <laughs> Yeah, that will probably be unknown forever. He is not directing this dub, but this has instead turned out to be a purely Bang Zoom dub. So instead, we have the illustrious Michael McAdie directing this dub. No, I didn't and... know he
2: did a lady directing.
1: Well, yep. he he directed and... um.
3: Uh, are you guys doing a Call of Justice episode?
1: It's, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, uh, so he directed
3: the dub for the Cyborg 009 Call of Justice dub. Ah. So. It's,
1: uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, yep, yeah, I actually looked up his credits, and he's not entirely... No, he's kind of, it's kind of interesting. He's kind of like Sunny Straight, in that he's not exactly new to directing, but it's just been a very long time since he's done anything, so now he's taking it up again.
3: I mean, when you've been in the industry as long as he has, you ha- have to have at something. Like,
0: so. yeah, my god, his acting credits go back three decades at least.
3: <laughs> he he worked with, um, you know, he worked with Carl Masick. I mean, what does that tell you? So, you know.
1: Yep. Okay, so in terms of his other directing credits, we have the recent Cyborg 009 Call of Justice movie. We have... Cybuster, and we have some of Transformers, the robots in disguise. If you want to feel really, really old today. Oh wow! <laughs> Ooh, that
0: was him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that.
1: And for our script writer, our script writer is Jalen K. Cassell. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. Okay.
2: Star Lord. <laughs> Who? <Yeah. laughs>
1: Okay, uh, he's got, uh, okay, so we haven't really talked about this person before, but he's actually done a few things for BangZoom. He's done a few episodes for The Astros War, he's done a few episodes for Love Live, he's done a few episodes for Moggy Adventure of Sinbad, and he's done oh. some stuff for The Seven Deadly Sins.
2: Okay, ne- yeah, neato. I can
3: see that. I can see that in the uh, di- dialogue. So.
1: Okay, okay. so what do we think of our director and our scriptwriter?
3: fine on both ac- accounts. Um, uh, God, like, the the dialogue, it did feel a little different from how, like, the the Golden Age movies were done and the 97 series, but it didn't feel too, like, different that it bothered me.
2: So... Yeah, I think it was well-written and, and very well-acted. Um, the main issue comes from is that it's not... People are, it's not the old NYAV dub, and so people are going to call it out for that. It's its its own product, and should be treated as its own product, but, I mean, there are always going to be those comparisons to the old dub, because the old dub is so... It, 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 it's one of the few NYAV dubs from back in the day that people generally think is, is excellently done. And so, there are going to be comparisons to it, but... It really it really needs to be treated as sort of its own sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I have really, really fond memories of the ninety seven Berserk dub. It was one of my first for, you know, the mature adult anime. So, I mean, I might hold it to a higher standard. But I the scriptwriting and the directing as they stand are both pretty solid.
1: Uh, as for me, I mean, I wasn't really sure what to expect from Michael Makati's directing because the only other thing I heard from him was the New Cyberpunk 009 thing, and I just thought that sounded okay, mostly. Uh, but, I was actually re- but I was actually pretty impressed with this stuff. I mean, he managed to get out some really strong performances here. I mean, minus a couple that we'll get to later. I mean, but I was pretty pleased with it for the most part. I mean, I do kind of wish the circumstances were different, but at the very least, I'm interested in hearing anything else he does in the future. As for the script, though, I have some problems. Mostly in that the tone of the script felt very confused to me, if that makes sense. It's, uh, It's like, there are moments where it sounds kind of Shakespearean, which is what you would sort of expect from a show that takes place in medieval times. And then there are other times where it kind of sounds a little bit modern. I mean, not like dude bro modern, but kind of like the characters are talking normally and it's a little bit weird. Yeah, like not whatever. that you mention
0: that. I do remember <laughs> a couple lines where it was, where they kind of use modern slang. It, it did feel kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, not to be fair, I actually I mean, the Golden of... Age
3: kind of did that with like the lines like, you know, uh, now I own your ass. And
1: stuff yeah, like the, that. yeah, I mean I mean I was kinda fine with that because they both like they at least both would say that for jokes, but mm-hmm. it felt a little bit weirder here.
2: Well I mean it kinda sounded place every time gut uh, Guts said the S word. Every time he broke down a shit. And um <laughs> so I mean it's it, it kinda feels
1: out of place. Yeah. Okay, now like to be fair, I actually double checked some of Pronto subtitles and some of the lines I had problems with were actually ripped straight from the subtitles so <laughs> And so, so it's probably not entirely the Writer's fault, but I feel like this could have just stood for a little bit more flavor, I guess. At least it mean, could like, be
2: worse. At least it's not Tatum'd. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely not Tatum.
2: But. Yeah, well, I mean, and considering that a couple of the dubs that Tatum has done recently have actually been pretty good, like Aka yeah, and of uh, uh, toned and himself
0: down a little.
3: Bit ninety-one
2: days, him. ninety-one days was really well written. Akka was really well written, and so. I mean, even Tatum, you can't write him out these days. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I
0: I had problems with 91 Days, but yeah. It, it was yeah. definitely a better effort than, say, Future Diary.
3: I mean, True. yeah. <laughs> before we continue, I just want to take the nostalgia goggle off for a second. The original 97 dub, while it is very well done, it has some rough spots. You know? Oh, it's, oh, it's,
1: oh, yeah, oh, without oh, yeah, a doubt. But, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, no. Carrie, Car- as great of an actress as she is now, she was a little rough when she started. Yeah, so. well, I
2: mean, she was kind of rough back in the Media Blasters days in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest issue with Berserk's dub is that they did not even try to match the lip flaps at times. That's true.
3: But again, early 2000s, nobody really cared back then. Yeah. So, you know, Media
2: Blasters probably had a budget of, like, shoestrings and lint. Yeah. Better.
1: Yeah, uh the one uh, yeah, the one other thing I'll say before we move on is that, uh, is that in addition to directing to directing the uh, Don Michael Macani also played one of the apostles in episode three. <laughs> and that was one of my favorite performances from this then, so I just kinda of wanted to get that as a shout mm-hmm. <laughs> out. Who was that, the Master of the Hounds? Yeah, yeah, he was the Master of the Hounds.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. I happen to like that one too.
1: Okay, so I guess we're ready to move on to the actual characters. Move us along, yeah. boss. Okay, so going into our actual cast. First, we have Rickert, Erica, and Dodo. Uh, Rickert is one of the last surviving members of the Band of the Duck. The Band of the Hawk. And he's one of the, the, man of the only. Duck. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Band of the Duck. <laughs> <whang> on the, <whang>. the
2: Duck Army! It's him, the Silver Duck.
1: <laughs> That's the secret. I'm of sorry. G- I'm of sorry. G- Guts', going, is, Guts okay. secret
2: is that he's not a real man. He's actually five ducks in a man suit.
1: <laughs> okay. okay, so Richard is one of the last surviving members of the Band of the Hawk, and he doesn't really know about what happened during the eclipse. Erica is his younger sister, and Godo is a blacksmith who boards Guts'. His Gigantic sword.
3: Yeah. You know what's funny? <laughs> I didn't pick up on that when I watched the Golden Age Arc movies. That Erica was Rickard's
2: younger sister.
1: Yeah, I me mean, neither. Yeah.
3: I
2: didn't. I didn't realize it either. But, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, but that's apparently how it is.
2: But yeah. all these characters have been voiced by four, correct?
1: I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. Rickard has
3: Rickard and Erica, uh, counting the Golden Age Arc movies. So
1: yeah. Okay. So
2: who played them before?
3: I forget her name, but she has one of the most convincing boy voices I've ever heard from an actress.
2: I believe I can probably tell you in just a second. To be TBA. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. yeah, Rickert is voiced by uh, Rickett or, or whatever Rickert, Michelle Newman in the yeah. original dub. That's right.
3: Yeah. She she was also like the main character in Giant Robo, right? I think. Yeah.
0: Wow. Really?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that was like the, that, right was the, that was the that was the NY dub, gotcha. uh, the California dub with Joshua Seth. Yeah.
1: Thing, so. Okay, and for Erica, that was voiced in the movies. Yep, in the movies, she was.
2: Michelle yeah. O'Medlin.
1: Yeah. I don't know yep. her. Yep, I don't know who that is, but. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, let me see her credits really quickly.
2: It's basically Berserk, um, Gokudo, and Tamagotchi.
1: Yep, I'm taking that now. Yeah. Okay, so. Okay, so in this dub, Rickert is played by Erica Mendez. And Erica is voiced by Brianne Knickerbocker.
2: Which is her real
1: name, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, that, is her, yes, that is her real name. <laughs> and Godo is voiced by Abbott Kedoff.
3: Abbott? No.
1: Hey, uh, Abbott! Is it? Yes, uh, yes, Abbott Kedford. And now, now Jus- Godo's Jus- going to be Jus- an interesting Jus-
3: discussion when we get to him, for me. So.
1: Yep okay
2: so so tell us it, uh, what other these um what other dubs have these characters these actors been in
1: okay uh well, Erica Mendez has been in has been in a die impossible about himself the list but you have heard her okay uh, but but you have heard her as Inco and Al Noah zero you've heard her as Kenya in a race you've heard her as-Gone in Hunter x Hunter, of course. And let's not You've forget,
2: don't lose your that, way, Jet.
1: I was gonna save that for last.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, she is Akari in The Law of the Sea, she is Aladdin in Magi, and of course right. she is Ryuko Matoi in Kill Bill. And
2: she's also freaking Nico Nico Ni nee in Love Live. That's yes.
3: It's funny, because <laughs> she's basically playing the, the same character in both Hunter x Hunter and Magi. So, you know... <laughs>
0: Pretty
2: much. <laughs> Don't forget Nico or you get the Nico Nico ni. <laughs> no, that's right. The Nico Nico
0: Ne. <laughs> yes.
1: That's a Nico Nico nope. Yep.
2: Okay. A it's the father mugin Nico Nico ni. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, okay, uh <clears throat> okay, uh Brianna on the other hand is a fresher actor who has admitted some stuff in a little bit. Uh, but you have heard her. As Kirin in The Asterix War, Akade in Dura season two, you've heard her as Alisa ISA in Love Live season two, and Shizaki in the, Wall of the sea. That'd be great and... if I'd seen any of that. <laughs> okay, I've seen most of that, but. Yeah. Okay, and then as for Abbot Bird, he goes by some other names. Uh, but you have most recently heard him in Mobile 2 Gundam Iron Blooded Orphan as Noblest Gordon and Marva, and you have also heard him in Hunter X Hunter as Isaac Denero. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So dots on these three so far. Honestly,
2: this is kind of the unpopular opinion, but I like Rickroot. I like Erica as Rickroot better than the original actress.
3: I don't. I actually disagree with that, but... Um, Well,
2: here's the thing. It's because the original actress had a really scratchy, high-pitched voice that cracked a lot. And that affects my condition for my hearing condition. So, uh, kind of found it a bit on the annoying side. So, I think I liked Erica's version better. Because she still sounds like a little boy, but not one that's going through puberty. So... (laughs) Yeah. The other two actors, they were fine in their roles. I didn't really have anything major, any major complaints with them. So, I think, yeah.
3: On face value, they were all fine. Um, For me, specifically, I think Godot in this case was actually better than the NY dub. Um, Because I was not a fan of the voice they gave Godot in the original dub, because I felt like it was just a. A guy who was trying to put on an old gruff voice. In this case, it felt a lot more natural.
0: So, Rickard kind of shows how far Erica Mendez has come with the uh, with the little boy voice. <clears throat> I remember being kind of annoyed by her <clears throat> her portrayal of Aladdin, just because it, it felt kind of weird in a way I can't really describe, but. Coming along with Gone and Rickert, it kinda of shows how much she's grown in as an actress. And um, as for Brianna Knickerbocker as Erica, it kind of annoyed me, but I think that was the point. She was a really, really young, latched on to guts by the uh, by the leg kind of No, no, don't go, please, don't go again kinda of way and i didn't really hear enough of Godo to get a to be to get fair we never
1: opinion. hear enough of goto <laughs> yeah goto doesn't uh, stick around <laughs> yeah, this is a... kind of figured
2: <laughs> this is this character is a Godo that we actually don't want to uh, that we actually do miss unlike the one who licenses anime and charges the $100 a set for them
1: uh, uh, uh <laughs> I saw a chance
2: and I took it. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> if I could take a crack at Henry anytime I'm gonna take it.
1: Uh, okay, uh, as, okay, as for me, like I don't remember too too much about how Rickert sounded in the NYAB dub, so I was pretty okay with how Erica Mendes played in. Uh, same, eh, pretty much the same deal with Erica. Okay, and as for Godo, I really like Abbott Kenford's voice, so I was pretty happy with how he sounded. I, thought, I, mean, he, I mean, he really sounded like a gruff old guy who's kind of seen some stuff, mm. so... I and mean, like, so him kind of playing the little role of advisor in Episode 2 was pretty fitting, I guess. I mean, of course, it would be even more fitting if we had actually gotten Black Swordsman arc in this show, but, well, I guess it'll never happen.
0: (laughs) Maybe some
1: OVAs.
2: (laughs) Get on it. Well, well, with this animation style, would you really want that arc?
1: Not not this animation style. (laughs) I just want that arc. (laughs) Okay, uh, so is everyone... So any other thoughts or we're ready to move on? Let's go on. Let's on. Okay. Okay, so next up we have Luca and Nina. So, Luca and Nita are two young women hard at work in the world's oldest profession. They hoes. <laughs> I was trying to keep this as classy as possible. I was trying to keep this PG as, as possible, now you're ruining it. Yeah. It's
0: for sure. We're not getting a PG rating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Luca kind of acts like a big sister to the other girls and kind of believes in treating other people fairly as equals mm-hmm. while Mina on the other hand is more of a coward and mostly worries about her own survival and drinks and, soup made of of, of people parts so. and,
2: is and the participates source in massive of, goat orgies
0: and is the source of all the problems that arise yeah. in Preserve yeah. 2016
2: yeah <laughs> also she got blood out to VJJ yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. uh, so, did you have any predictions for these characters' roots, or...? No. Uh, uh-uh. Okay, uh, I don't remember if I did, so... Okay, so we're just going to get right to it. Okay, so, for, ne- okay, so for Nina, we have Ryan Bartley, and for Luca, we have the illustrious Wendy Lee. Mm-hmm.
2: Wendy, pl- okay. Wendy Lee playing a sultry older sister type, who would have
1: thought? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for Ryan Bartley, she is so she is a relatively fresh face of dubbing, but you have heard her in Erased as Osamu. You've heard her in Mob Psycho 100 as Subomi. You've heard her in the Sort of Arlan movie as Yuna. And you've heard her as Misa and Yusa in Charlotte.
2: Lisa and Yusa?
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, it's, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, she's playing like a split. Yeah, she's playing the character like a split personality or yeah. sexually two people. It's really it's, weird. Because
2: it sounds like <laughs> dialogue from Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I was going to say, third oh, gangan,
0: damn it.
1: Shh. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and as Lisa for. Lisa said, you've got split personality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and as for Wendy Lee, her past credits. We could be here all day going over those. Mm-hmm. But I'll try to keep it as short as possible. She's Faye Valentine, obviously. <coughs> okay, yes, yeah, she is Faye Valentine in Combo and Evok. She is Nine in Bloodlad. She, okay, she is Willif in Simon and Terror Nine versus Devilman. She is TK in Digimon Adventure. Har-hees she is, is Shira. Yes, yeah, she is Hari, she's a Amia. She is Shira in Blue Exorcist.
2: Amongst she, many, many, many others.
1: Okay, yeah, she is best girl, Yoruichi Bleach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the only reason to ever even try to attempt watching Bleach, other than Rangiku.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and, and and more recently, she, she was like a in Your Light in April, aka Bad Mom. Mm-hmm. So, thoughts on these two ladies? Um
2: well I uh, Wendy Lee is my favorite voice actress so obviously she can you know read a phone book and I'd be happy with it so uh, I think she plays the big the big sister type really well um, Ryan Bartley I don't know I'm gonna it takes some getting used to I just mainly because I don't particularly care for this character um, it didn't really make an impression on me but that's just me
1: yeah, that's, a, uh, that's a pretty other thing. Uh, anybody,
0: anyone else? Yeah, I'll jump on what Hardy said. Um, <clears throat> Wendy Lee as the older sister type of character is one of those dynamics that just kind of works. And I will say Brian Bartley managed to nail the kind of... Uh, how do I word it?
2: <laughs> insecurity flighty she
0: kinda nailed
2: the bitch ah <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay, okay, okay well yeah I guess that's a way of describing that mm-hmm.
0: completely
1: self-centered
2: <laughs> but wait a second I. you say she nailed the bitch but wouldn't that technically be her client who was doing that
1: Oh damn. Damn it.
2: (laughs) I'm just trying to going for semantics here. Uh, Yes. In the literal sense of the term. (laughs) (laughs) Did you
1: have any thoughts left?
3: Me? Um in the case of Nina, I thought Nina was really honestly really good i can't wait to see this uh this voice actress do more actually i thought she really came out strong uh and luca wendy lee she did an amazing job as luca uh i'm i'm agreeing with hardy uh, you know wendy lee could read the phone book and i think it would be great um i, I guess i mean how old is luca supposed to be 27 okay yeah in that case the voice kind of
1: worked I, I think my
3: one like Issue would be that maybe Wendy Lee sent it a little older than Luca was supposed to be, but at twenty.
1: 20- uh, 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 well, uh, the, okay. I heard say you got a part in this show with a beauty, I was here, uh, or that kind of thing. But- yeah. Oh. So- okay. There we
0: go.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. It, it honestly, the, these are two really good performances, in my opinion. So.
1: Okay. Uh, as for me, well, Wendy Lee, pretty much did her usual thing here, and her usual thing is pretty much always great, so I have no problem with that. As for Ryan Bartley, I actually wasn't too happy with how she sounded here. Like, uh, there were a couple of scenes where I thought she sounded a little bit too stiff, and for a character who's kind of like supposed to be like really flighty and kind of like neurotic and everything, I thought she was a little bit too stiff some of the time. Uh, so, I mean, there. Were, I mean, like there were moments where she really nailed it, and then some where she kind of didn't. Um, so, like, so like compared to the rest of the cast, it wasn't exactly my favorite performance. But as a whole, it was pretty much okay. Well, you
0: know the uh, the the cannibal scene was probably the high point of her.
1: Yeah, of her yeah role. that was yeah that that was definitely the high point. Yeah, and
2: then the scene where she gets whooped like a little girl immediately afterwards was also very entertaining. Wow. Uh, have, you, have you seen the version that someone did of it where they replaced the sound effects of her getting spanked with the clang noise from the sword? No,
1: I haven't. That's funny. It's like, clang,
2: clang, 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 clang. <laughs> that
1: sounds crazy. Yeah, I might have seen that somewhere
0: at some point. <laughs>
2: yeah, speaking of that clang noise, we hear that way too often. Yeah. I'm like.
1: Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I mean, it was kind of cool to first few times, but then.
0: <laughs> Come on, Universal. We know you got more fully. Use it.
1: Okay, so are you ready to move on? Yes, mm-hmm. please. Okay, so next up we have Feringhees. Serprico and Father Bogus. I'm not going to go with Ferengise because that's not how you pronounce it. It's a European name. Not a Japanese one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Translation! Okay, uh, so <laughs> Fer- <laughs> okay, so Ferengise is a commander for the OEC. Is it, far- it
2: Ferengise or is it Farnese?
1: Okay.
2: How is it I- actually spelled?
1: There's like so, there's so many spellings, that just no, it's up like Farnese Because Farnese is a character yeah.
2: from the heroic legend of Arslan.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. That's what it is, yeah.
2: Okay, it is. You know, yeah, let, let me look at. Let me look here on A-N-N. The word is spelled F A R N E S E.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. You are absolutely right. It is Farnese. Yeah. Okay. So Farnese is the. A... Yeah. That that girl. <sighs> <laughs> that <Yes>. bitch. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay, yes, that girl is a commander for the Holy See who becomes interested in guts after a few strange encounters with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, separate, okay, uh, Sephrico is uh, Faraday's right-hand man and half-brother who is also a very skilled swordsman himself, mm-hmm. while Father Mogus is an elder for the Holy See and he runs the inquisition.
2: A hey, he crazy?
1: Yes, yeah, he very, very crazy.
2: All these people are pretty much <laughs> crazy. I mean, girl over there, she gets off on, uh, on basically, flood, you know, flagell- well, well, what? flagellating herself huh. and seeing things on fire, and, uh, and we're not even going to get into how weird and twisted Mozgas is. I mean, the man spends his entire day for like two hours a day face-planting into stone floor. Um, and enjoying it, apparently.
3: Well, you know, I mean, this is Kentarmura's, is... like, extreme dogma kind of writing, so, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Not to mention, yeah. you know, after the first couple thousand, you know, concussions and all that, probably right. changed a few things upstairs.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of surprised he doesn't have, like, a giant callus up there like Wesley Willis. <laughs>
1: Yep, okay. Uh, So, did anyone have predictions for these because I actually kind of did?
2: I did not. (laughs)
0: Hmm. I can't remember it, and I can't find it on fandom posts. I know I did, like, a hybrid NYAV Funimation dub at one point.
1: Okay, yeah, like, like, these are the three I actually did remember making predictions for. Uh, For for Faradiz, I'm pretty sure I said Veronica Taylor because she... And because I've kind of heard her do the crazies before, she does that pretty well, so I figured that would have been fun Mm -hmm. in a theoretical NYAV dub Uh, For for Sepulchre, I said either Michael and Nicholas himself, since he's usually always somewhere in his dubs, or Lucian Dodge, because both kind of do the whole uh, kind of pretty reserved guy pretty well. And 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 for Father Bogus, I was... Pretty much looking for pure ham and good ham with tone. So of course I said the illustrious Patrick (laughs) size.
2: Oh interesting. Okay,
1: but okay, but anyway I
0: was ham. (laughs) That's
1: Okay, but but anyway, I was wrong on all three accounts. For for Faradies, we have Erica Lidbeck. For Seprico, we have Max Middleman. And for Father Bogus, we have Ray Chase.
3: Never would have guessed it was Ray Chase,
2: honestly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, not just kind of
2: went off the deep end after. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Not just awesome things. Yes. <laughs> 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 okay. So. <laughs> okay. So. Erica Lindbeck is a okay. Uh, well, she's been around for a little while at this point. A couple years. And. Yep, and she has a pretty solid list of roles. You have heard her in Alno Zero as Yuki. You've heard her in Capellion as Naruse. You've heard her in their recent Hunter x Hunter as Makhnota. You've heard her in Love Live as Ellie. You've heard her in Mobseco 100 as Sutia. Seven Deadly Sins as Jericho. Yep, mm-hmm. you could forget that one. And as a, and of course, for all you drama fans out there, she was Kaori in your light, April. Mm. Mm. For so, okay, for Max Middleman, at this point, he's pretty much threatening to replace Bryce Papworth as a new big California guy. <laughs> so you've heard him do a lot of things at this point.
2: <laughs> I mean, okay,
1: you've him in, in one goal, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he, yes, he literally killed Eric. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've heard him in know, Zero with Idaho. No, Utaho! And, <laughs> uh, and if we're gonna let this go our way. <laughs> Idaho, Utaho! <you-de-ho. laughs> okay, uh, you've heard him in. You've heard him as Yabuki in the Asterix War. You've heard him as Adult Kodahamaru in the Boruto movie. You've heard him as Car- Haruto in Coppelion. You've heard of him as Shijba in Daravaro season two. He's Yunnan and Magi.
2: And of course, let's not forget the big the one
1: big elephant in the room. Yes. Yes, he, he you could obliterate said Elephant in one punch. Yes. Of course, he is Saitama in one punch man. Mm-hmm. And then for, okay, and then for Ray Chase. He's been, uh, he's been around a while, but I did not have too many big roles until recently. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, But besides this show, you have heard him as you in Charlotte. You've heard him as Cyborg 004 in Cyborg 009 Call of Justice. You've heard him as Ace in the Ganba Ganba movie. You've heard him as Tanga in Mob Psycho 100. You've heard him as Graham in Mobile 2 Gundam Thunderbolt. And you've heard him how as Houser and it's evidently
0: Not hmm. to mention so, that little shit Noctis in Final <laughs> Fantasy XV. <15.
1: laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, thoughts on these, Ray? Moskis is out of his
2: damn mind. <laughs> and I appreciate someone who can play someone that crazy and make it convincing, so I think Ray does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two, I think Max is just being his cool, usual, really cool, laid-back self as Serpico, mm-hmm. which is always welcome. And uh, I also do appreciate how Erica is able to play both the stern, um, angry sort of military aspects of Farnese, as well as the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, sexually liberated version of herself as well. So, <laughs> yeah. she's getting way too close to that sword. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That sword yeah, is in a place it should not true. go. Yeah, definitely not <laughs>
2: Yeah, you'll, you'll have, to, have to clean that thing off with some antibiotics <laughs> afterwards. Some hand sanitizer, some pledge.
1: Any thoughts,
0: Okay, um... Yeah, Ray Chase didn't just eat the scenery as most go... Uh, Mo- Mo- I, I don't know. Mosgus. Like, Mosgus.
2: Mosgus. Mosgus. Okay, there Mosgus. we go.
0: Okay, Ray Chase yeah. didn't just choose scenery as Mosgus. He chomped it down like hungry, hungry he, hippos.
2: He outright fla- face planted on it, literally.
0: <laughs> and chomped it like hungry, hungry hippos.
2: Um,
1: I, it's going to sound kind of weird. Baca, 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 baca.
0: This is going to sound kind of weird, but I think Max the uh, Max Middleman ended up playing Serpico maybe a little too much as a goody-good?
1: Yeah, I could kind yeah, of see that issue. For me, I actually really I mean, liked I him.
0: I thought the voice fit the character really well. Um... Oh, the voice fit. It just... Like, at the beginning, it felt like he was he was just playing it a little bit too, too goody-good. And then you know, the backstory dropped and then I kinda got it.
3: Yeah.
0: And Farnese, Yeah. <laughs> Erica Lindbeck yeah, did a really good job with her. That's that's really all I can say. Yeah. yeah. Not much I can <laughs> add to that.
2: Just clean your swords afterwards. That's all we have to say. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: I
3: think it, it in you some cases, to, I think I, she sounded a little too mature. But I, I I think that she fit the character really well, so I am not really going to complain on that front.
2: I think one of Fernice's main traits is that she's mature for her age, or at least she tries to put on the air of being so. Yeah, yeah. Um, she like she puts on the air of being in control and in charge when, in really in reality, she's just as crazy and messed up and immature as everyone else.
1: Uh, so for me, I like I was really happy with her in this performance. Like. So Erica Lindbeck did a really good job of making these sound both intimidating and really high-strung. Okay, and I really like dug her performance during that bit where she, uh, in episode two, where she tortures Guts. Mm, yeah. And because, like, <laughs> because she did a really great job of just making the sound, character sound totally off her rocker, <laughs> which is great. And, <laughs> okay, and uh, okay, and she certainly did what she needed to for all the bits in episode three. Yeah. I can yeah. elaborate on that any. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, as for that I would pretty e I was pretty, pretty happy with him at Zaprico. And he did his own job of, you know, kind of being that calm guy who has to deal with his crazy boss at work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all <laughs> And I worked with my dad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean like my only uh my only really with him was that I kinda thought his dialogue sounded a little bit weird. Uh, like when I complained before about some bits of the dub sounding too modern, a lot of it was kind of coming from his dialogue. Okay, mm. that's fair. Like, <coughs> yeah, like I mean, like I, mean like, like I don't, I don't necessarily blame him, but uh, but I guess he could have done uh, a little bit more Shakespearean, I guess, if that makes sense. But I understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah,
1: I mean, okay, and, uh, yeah. I mean he, were him
0: and his sisters nobles or were they commoners before they uh, rose up the ranks? Uh,
1: they're uh, they're both nobles. Okay. Okay. Then, okay, yeah, oh, wait, it... okay. Okay. Wait no. Okay. Okay. Wait no. She was a noble. He is not. Okay. Then yeah. that kind
0: of <laughs> that kind of explains
1: a few things. Uh, and then considering
2: as... he's significantly more down to earth than she is, and right. much more on his rocker.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess think about it that way, maybe. Speaking of off but... their rocker. Yep. Off their rocker, Ray Chase. That was some grade A quality ham. He put some honey glaze <laughs> on that thing. He rigged it to perfection. <laughs> Spiral uh, cut it even.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can make some mighty I mean, sandwiches
1: <laughs> off of
2: that ham. Mm. Yep. I
1: mean, I, just, I mean, at this point, I've heard enough of his rave that I'm not really that surprised when he does something different. But I just, yeah, baby, maybe even too. i don't like really surprised at how intimidating inside of here, like, I mean, like the contrast between those bits where he kind of acts like the loving, he acts like a loving elder, and then those bits where he just goes completely off his rocker. <laughs> it was fantastic. It's fantastic. There's a lot of rockers it was, it was, it was, in
2: there's a lot of yeah. rockers in this anime, and yeah, yeah, yeah. not many of, of them have. Them. Sit,
1: yep, yeah, and there were like, and there were there were there were definitely a few bits where he performs and like actually kind of really had me shaking my boots for a Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like especially at the end when he transforms and <laughs> and you know he's goading the people into into uh, like, like, So yeah, so, yeah, that yeah
1: that bit was definitely yeah uh, pretty intimidating.
0: Like I, you know, I just thought of it. Like I got um oh what's his name um Frollo vibes. From uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Froyo, yeah. Froyo. Oh,
1: froyo. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, for, oh, yeah, Frollo. Yeah.
2: Someone should make an AMV to this for, set to Hellfire.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, that would, would be, be perfect. perfect. Yeah, that would be perfect, <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> that would be so perfect. <laughs> AMV creators out
2: there, you know, there's this idea, but we want credit for it.
1: So yeah, Ray Chase, putting that out there. just
0: got compared to Tony J. Thumbs up.
1: Yep, if you, can, if you can pull that off, you are doing something right. So, ready to any move on? Thoughts? Nope. Any other thoughts or are you ready to go? Just
2: make sure your swords are clean, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> clean and <Yeah>. disinfect.
1: Uh. <laughs> okay, so next up we have pocket and Izerita.
2: It's so Cyrodo, isn't it?
1: And yeah, no, this one I'm actually pretty sure is the radio.
2: It's Isidro. It, yeah,
1: it looks like Isidro.
2: It's Isidro, yes. You are I wrong, know. Jet!
0: Uh... All the, all Ye old Europe, creativity. it messes everybody up.
2: Yes. <laughs> God dang it, Jet! Yes! <laughs> you so Yeah,
1: yes, yes, I take full responsibility this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so Puck is an elf who decides to follow Guts around after he becomes curious about him, and he mostly serves as our bit of comic relief, mm-hmm. while Izredo is a young Vandal who also kind of decides to follow Guts around because he admires his strength and kind of wants to learn how to use all of Guts' skills for himself. Mm-hmm. In other
2: words, they're both, you know, comedy bits. Yeah. Basically. Yeah,
0: they are pretty much
1: comic relief. Okay, and uh, so any predictions for these guys or
2: Nah.
0: No, I no. actually, I actually remember my prediction for Puck. Again, I had originally envisioned this as like an NYAV Funimation hybrid dub, so I had Micah Soulsock.
1: What? Hmm. That's a dangerous choice. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I
0: mean, I mean, am I gonna have to defend can, this here?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I can kind of see where you might have been going with it, but. Uh, no, I, I
2: can't. I'm sorry. I I cannot imagine flying little naked Mica everywhere.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I could yeah.
3: probably... I'd have to hear it to believe it, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I, th- uh, I don't remember exactly who I had, but I think I probably would have said Erica Schroeder for Puck. Hmm. I can see
3: that. Gotcha. Yeah, that would have made okay. some sense. I, if I did have... If somebody <laughs> did ask me, I probably would have said Stephanie Shea,
0: so... And that would, yeah, that would have been reasonable.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for Ray uh, again, I don't remember exactly who I had, but I, I think I said Ben Diskin because he can kind of do a little... I, mean, I mean, like, he, like, he, like he can kind of do the little daisly boy pretty well. You
2: Aren't just wanted Ben Diskin in here somewhere, yeah. I, know they, I know you.
1: Okay, okay yes, yeah, yeah, so I probably wanted him to be in here somewhere, but I, but I mean, but it also would have been to be dating like, uh, kind of number two high-pitched dazely kind of... You, boy you voice, guys so. know
3: he was, like, a teenager when he played those roles, right?
1: <laughs> yep, 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 and he can, yep, and he can, but well, he can still do those characters pretty okay, well. okay, Fair enough. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, he did it as a shout mod in uh, Digimon Fusion, so he could still do that for us technically. Huh. <laughs> I
3: really need <laughs> to
1: get to that.
3: Is Sindro actually, um, again, if I had made a prediction, I think I know who I would have picked. Um, Bryce. Bryce Pappenbrook. Ah, th-
1: yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I seen that. That's fair. Yeah, I could have seen that. Okay, so, okay, so who we actually have for these roles for Puck, we have Sarah and Williams, and for Izrido we have Eric Scott Kimber. Uh, Sarah and Williams has been around. They has been around for a while, and you have heard her in roles such as <laughs> such as Nico in Excel World. You have heard her as Nonon in Kill or Kill. You've heard her as Sayu in Wall of the Sea. You've heard her as Myron Alexis in Magi. You've heard her as Lisbeth in Sword Art Online, and of and of course the big one. You have heard her as Sayaka in Madoka. Yeah, I think I'll,
3: if it's okay, I'll start this one because I have a couple things I want to uh, say. Um, okay,
1: one second, Let me just finished okay, going go sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, for Eric Scott, okay, and for Eric Scott Chamber, he's also been around a while and he's done quite a few roles. You've heard him as Haruyuki in X-O no World. You've heard him as Ayato in The Asterix War. You've heard him as Hydra-Neil in Bloodland. He was Mark Evans in Ethan 11. He was Biscuit! Yes, yes, he was... yes, he was Biscuit! <laughs> in Mobile Suit Gun of Iron-Blooded Orphans. He was Gaufer in The Seven Deadly And, of course, he was Speed of Sound Sonic in One Punch Man.
3: I would say this is kind of the weak part of the dub. But I will be fair and say that they had a lot going against them to try to play these roles, because they are they are trying to be funny in two characters that are poorly CGI animated characters. <laughs> so you're not going to get a lot of comedic emotional range, except for when the, the animation gets weird like it did near the end, and I was just like this feels very tonally different. <laughs> but um... This is a weird thing for me, because every time I heard Puck speak, I thought of Pam from Archer. I don't know why, <laughs> but... Hey, that's
1: a weird thought. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but if I had to say, if I had to be totally honest, there felt like a bit of trying too hard for both of them, um, but again, I know it's probably not really their fault because of, of the issues with the animation. But it just Eric felt a little he felt a little like he wasn't in his element with the role, and Puck is just such a hard character to like get right like i I can't even really imagine what kind of voice Puck should have,
0: so
2: like you know, so Michael Sola saw it in fact, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: hey, I happen to like Eric Scott Kimmer's little shit voice. <laughs> He doesn't get to use it nearly enough. He got to use it here. I am happy. I am satisfied. And um, as for Sarah and Williams, honestly, I kind of had problems with her at first in her career with um, with Sayaka. I thought it was kind of grating. And then I think it was uh, Nonon in Kill a Kill that kind of turned me around to her. And I thought she did a pretty good job as Puck honestly, like, as as Lax said, it's hard to nail down a voice for Pop Because you could... I mean, you couldn't put like Richard Epcar in his Puck. <laughs>
2: you could, and that'd probably be amazing.
1: it be like that scene in Voltron
0: where Keith is holding that
3: little creature, and it's like, you're very cuddly, and he's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's but great. yeah, I'm not gonna be able to get that out of my head.
0: Puck is the kind of answer. Uh, uh that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's let's try this again. Puck is the kind of character that really you. There's not a lot of wrong answers for casting.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a hard character to nail down, but at the same time, there's so many possibilities. Right.
2: Honestly, uh, you know. I just don't. I think Puck is kind of annoying as a character. So no matter what voice that you could possibly give him, is not going to make me appreciate him any more than I already don't.
3: Yeah. And again, that animation that's, didn't really that's help. That's reasonable. For the show.
2: Yeah, the animation certainly did not help at all. Um, but I think I like Sarah as an actress, and I like, I really like Eric Scott Kimmer as an actor as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can't fault them for this. Even though the characters are a bit annoying, um, they do their jobs well. I I would have to say. So, I mean, I'm already not gonna like Puck, and Isidro's not much better. But whatever, it is what it is.
1: Okay. uh so for me, I've always kind of found it like for some weird reason, Sarah and Morgan seem to always get typecast as like the snarky character. <laughs> okay, what, <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, in like, almost every show, he's been as don't even like, been smart ass, and it's... <laughs> so, not, not, like So, like, so when I thought so when I saw that she was fuck, I kind of seemed like it was going to be been as usual. And, uh, for the most part, uh, she pretty much said exactly what I expected, and she... And I thought she nailed it. So, I, uh, like, she... Uh, like I, I mean, I had a couple of... Problems with her in the beginning because it didn't sound as as it's about to be at first, uh, but as he got further in, I thought it sounded—I thought it sounded pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. And then for Isarito, uh, uh, like, I mean, uh, you don't get to do hear Eric stop do the little annoying turn often enough, but when he does it, he does it well, and uh, he's had a lot of fun having a lot of fun with it, so I had fun with it. Hmm.
2: <laughs> All right, so are we ready to open up the powder keg? <laughs>
1: yep. Oh boy, this is where things start that, yep. getting fun. Yeah, is that, is that, yep? We're, yep, we're slowly approaching the iceberg. Ooh, so we, 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 we tried to steer around that thing, but it's too big, mm-hmm. and we're going to end up gliding into it.
0: Well, I got the lead shield <laughs> up, let's do this.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, so, so it's finally that time. It's time to finally start talking about those major recasting choices.
2: (laughs) You can tell we're so excited about this.
1: Yep. Okay. So firstly, we have Griffith and Casca. So Griffith is our main villain here and the former leader of the band of mercenaries called the band of the Hawk, who betrayed all of his comrades in order to trade up for becoming a member of the Godhead, and standing on the top of humanity. And then Kaska is a former commander in A of the Hawk and Justice lover, who was violated in both body and soul by griffith, and is now only a shelter for herself. Mm. So, in these roles, we originally had Kevin T. Collins and Carrie Keranen. Uh, but instead of those two, here we have Steve Cannon for Griffith and Karen Strassman for Casca. So, let's begin.
2: <laughs> oh joy!
1: <sighs> I mean,
0: truth be told, there wasn't a lot to Griffith. That's mostly gonna be in the arc that's currently airing. Yep. Like he maybe got one line, maybe two, in the season that's dubbed. So it's it's kind of hard to get a basis of comparison right now.
3: It's actually funny because near the end of the season, I realized, wow, it's weird having a Berserk show with very little Griffith in it.
2: So yeah, yeah. And yeah, because he's always been a prominent fe- feature in everything Berserk related. Yeah.
0: And as for Karen Strassman, she really doesn't say much either. It's just, you know, moaning.
2: And not the good type either.
1: <laughs>
0: there's rarely a good
2: type
1: of <laughs> room. Damn it, Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say about keeping this PG rated?
0: We've crossed the R line long, long ago.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably true.
2: Mm-hmm. We're probably getting into the NC seventeen region by for, for right about now.
1: Yeah, a well,
2: little yeah. third yeah. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Oh, that yeah. no, that <laughs> was straight up anti at times. Yeah.
1: yeah so Good actually, lord. Uh, yeah, no, th- yeah, that movie actually did get an NC seventeen rating in Japan. Wow, it or did. Like the closest thing to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, in the story caska kind of just kind of exists, so I don't really have too much against how Karen Strassman sounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for Steve Cannon on Griffith, I mean he didn't have too many roles, but I kinda have to say that like in theory if you had to replace Kevin T. Collins and um, Steve Cannon Which he did. makes <laughs> a fair <laughs> yeah. yeah Yeah, I mean I... Like, if you had to replace him, I mean Steve Cannon makes a fair deal of sense, so I'm not like bothered by the casting choice. Mm-hmm. But for the few lines we did get, I actually kinda thought he sounded a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, he
3: didn't sound as would. angelic as Kevin did, and I think that <laughs> yeah. was a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like, it didn't sound like kind of otherworldly, like, Kevin T. Collins performance days. Like, I mean, like, like there's a certain air to that performance where, like, every time he spoke, you could just kind of, like, feel he had a whole lot of prints in the room. Yeah, like.
3: like, you could believe he could <laughs> command, like, the world.
1: And, uh, Steve Cannon so far just got to sound a little bit too normal, I guess.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, again, he, I mean, again, Griffith doesn't have a whole lot to do with it, the art that's currently airing. So
2: would you say that Steve Cannon was a misfire?
1: <laughs>
0: <Ooh.
2: Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week, folks. Unfortunately. Okay, uh, no. uh. Yeah. Uh, uh. I just have to ate what you guys are saying. That it's it's unfairly compared to the old dub and but right now we really can't make too much of an assessment because they don't really say a whole lot. Um I think Kaska has like one or two lines in a flashback where we actually get to hear her actually say dialogue and the rest of it is just you know moaning mm-hmm. like a like mm-hmm. a brain dead zombie and I mean it's 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 unfortunate that they had to be recast but considering how little they actually speak in this season it's not that big of a deal no. I have to say yeah no, the big deal is coming up next. Which is <laughs> kind of a oh, big yeah. deal. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: Actually, are okay, we gonna uh, talk about Skull Ring? No, because his um Well his voice actor wasn't
1: changed. His voice actor wasn't changed, so there's no need to go about uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I and not to mention Spunimage is
0: a weird
3: aspect of this dub because it really makes you scratch your head and wonder what was going on exactly.
1: Uh, no, no, uh, he wasn't recast, and that the uh, King of Midland also wasn't recast. So, really, think, so yeah, yeah. There
2: were a few actors who made their debuts in the movies who actually got to keep their um, their original voice actors, which makes me believe that there was some drama going on behind the scenes. Yeah, which I don't really want to get into. Yeah. No,
0: this isn't the place for it.
2: This is not yeah. the place for it. But something fishy was going on. Uh,
1: Okay. So, so are you ready to get to the big one? Oh boy. (laughs) Yep. So, we are coming to the center of this here iceberg. (laughs) And the biggest source of controversy for this dub with our lead character, Guts. Guts is the legendary black swordsman who was once a loyal commander of the Band of the Hawk. But after being betrayed by Griffith, and made to pursue an endless horde of monsters, he has now dedicated his life solely to killing perfect as painfully as humanly possible. Now, in both the 1997 dub and the movie trilogy, he was voiced by Mark Tyson. Dyson. But <laughs> Ah
2: Well actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, but in okay but in this adaptation he is played by none other than Kaiji Tang. Now, as for other things, you have heard Kaiji Tagin. You have heard him in Ajin Season 2 as Futoi. You have heard him. You have heard him if you've seen clips on the internet of the alternate Dragon Ball Super Dub, he is Vegeta in that dub. You have heard him in Got Zero as Kato. You have heard him as Sugumu in Kill. La Kill. He was Ren Cohen in Magi The Kingdom of Magic. He was Hendrickson in the Seven Deadly Sins. And for all your Pokemon fans out there, he was a Detective Looker in the Pokemon Generations dub. Um, he was also in Genso. I went over again. I yeah. said Genso. And oh, okay. he's, he's also He's yeah. also
2: Kinshiro in Ken's Rage, yeah. the video game. Yep. <laughs> so that was like here's... One of his first big roles actually. <laughs> Here is my honest-to-god opinion. I have no ill will whatsoever towards Kaiji Tang. I like Kaiji Tang, in fact. I think he's a good actor. What I'm afraid is happening is that he's sort of become this guy whose entire portfolio of work, almost entire portfolio of work, is being that guy who replaces that actor I like in that show I love. Because he has replaced, he's done this five times, and it's not through any of his own fault. Because he is the new voice of Kenshiro, he was an alternate voice of Vegeta, he's the new voice of Kato, he's the new voice of someone else, and now he's the new voice of Guts.
3: Uh, yeah, Archer, too.
2: Yeah, Archer, he's the new voice of Archer, right. And I like him as an actor, but when you compare him to the likes of say Lex Lang or Chris Sabat or or Liam O'Brien and, and or Mark Dirison, it's like he's all he's everyone's sloppy seconds. I, I that sounds horrible, I know, but I mean, I want to see him strike on his own and have his own set of, of roles that he could call well and truly his own and not the replacement guy for all these other more well-known actors. The problem is, is
3: too, is that he sounds younger than all of them.
2: <laughs> because he is. Yeah, kind of and, well,
3: the, I mean, the, that's what I mean is the fact that they expect him to be able to replace them with age sound, too, and it's not really the case.
2: So Right. Now... now Here's the thing. I do not have a problem with Kaiji's performance as of, of guts. Mm-hmm. It's a different take. It's a it's and that's the only real thing, is it's different. It's not what we're used to. It's not what we're accustomed to. If Berserk was a brand new thing that has just come out and we didn't have anything else to compare it to, I would say this performance is actually really good. Yeah. But I mean it's and he does take the role. He does make it his own thing. But it's still not his own thing. If you know what I'm saying. I actually I know. mean, I, I think this performance was good, but it's hampered by the fact, by the bad history, I have to say. You know, there's just so much questionable. And we don't know what kind of drama went down over at BangZoom or NYV. We don't know that. That's none of our business. Right. But I do think this is harming... Kind of harming Kaiji's career, and that he's replacing all these other big roles of characters who already have established voice actors. And
3: I I agree with you to some extent. I don't think that's necessarily true in the case of Kenshiro, because Kenshiro
1: right. Was...
2: Well,
3: Kenshiro's yeah, he's already yeah, been
1: Kenshiro's by a had like 50. And actually, movies. Guts has
3: had so, actors, like... an actor before Mark Dyson anyway.
2: So mm-hmm. I
3: mean, nobody really remembers the Dreamcast game
2: dumb yeah but well i Ken mean Parham's it looks about furry. as what? the uh, graphics look about as <laughs> as good as the recent anime adaptation yeah, that's true so. Hello. Uh, so.
3: <laughs> but actually yeah in all honesty kg tang does great in my opinion as guts i think he's a perfectly good like guts but i do see what you're saying right so yeah
2: worst case scenario they could have picked someone worse to replace Mark DeRison. But seeing as how Mark already works in L.A., why did they have to replace him? I, why is this even necessary? That is the ultimate one million dollar question. Yeah. Why was this done? I mean... He's not even... He's I mean, not even to,
3: in, it's not like when Mary, Mary McGlynn was in, you know, the Arise move the Ghost in the Shell movies. You know, he's not even in this dumb. So, like, what's going right. on there?
2: Yeah. No, I mean, the thing about... The main, our main concerns about the recasting is why did this have to happen? It really didn't, because Carrie and Mark both work in LA, yeah. and I mean, I guess Kevin T. Collins might have had to be replaced, but I don't know. I just we don't know what's going on. It just, it's not bad. It's just unnecessary. That is everyone's major complaint with the recast. Right. It's, it, it's unnecessary. So.
1: Okay. Uh, any thoughts, Roots? Okay. Yeah, I
0: wanted to wait until. Um... Hardy and Lack were done because this might <laughs> might go into a little bit of overtime. Um, honestly, I'd like to make a quick comparison uh, across the uh, across the river a bit to uh, Dallas. And that is Greg Ayers as Dio from Last Exile Fan the Silverwing. Dio, for those who are not aware, was played in the first season in A Bang Zoon Dub by Joshua Set.
3: Oh. Well, that's and not be- that much of a change.
0: <laughs> and because of circumstances, Funimation couldn't get him back, so they had to recast him. And Greg Ayres was chosen as that person. The reason I bring that up specifically is because I don't know if Chris Bevins asked Greg Ayres to... Basically, be Joshua Seth, and he didn't. Or that was a conscious decision by Funimation. But it felt fundamentally different in *Fan the Silver Wing* than the original season. And it might sound a little controversial here, but I appreciate that because honestly, yeah. it's better to acknowledge
3: ca- differences than to hide them. I guess right.
0: It's one of those things that irk me when a dub has to be recast. And it's just basically, oh, just just play it like the other guy. And that's what Ooh. I get here with Kaiju Tang as Guts does not play it like Mark Deraisen did. And I appreciate that. It is a different take on, its, on the same character. We're not going to get those it's, awesome
3: bloopers, though. So. Yeah,
0: side. yeah, but it, it's it's a different take on the same character. It's actually on its own pretty good. I'm not going to compare it directly to Mark Dreyson's performance, but <clears throat> but Kaiji Tang's guts can stand on its own when when you have to recast a dub and it's just basically everybody playing. The guy who played it before. What's the fucking point?
3: Yeah, why? That's did, true.
0: Why did you not go for the original people? And if it's for financial reasons, that makes it kind of that makes me feel really weird about it.
1: Yeah, I can understand that.
0: Yeah. All right.
3: Yeah, it feels like you're doing, you're being cheap in that case. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if
0: if the original actor dies or is retired from acting, that's one thing. That is a completely understandable thing. And while we don't know the circumstances that led to Crunchyroll taking the Berserk dub to Bang Zoom as opposed to NY80 Post, it, it feels weird.
3: Actually, were the movies recorded at ny
1: yes N- Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they were.
3: Oh, that's interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah so, 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 yeah, so, yeah, like, I recall, like, uh, Michael to the Nicholas was, like, say, when I was, like, saying a card that he really wanted to do those movies, and then at that concept someone said, oh, big legs of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then they <laughs> brought, <laughs> I think they brought, like, their phone up to him and his eyes just beamed up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, which is interesting because Japan actually recast the entire cast for the movies themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they were afraid that they were going to do it again here, but... You know, Viz Media actually went out of the way to get the, all the original cast back, or as much as they, as many of the as they can. There were a few recasts with Crocus and Pippin, but it wasn't to this extent. Um, and the replacements that they got for those two actors were actually very good. Right. All right. Yep. Jet, do okay. we dare ask your opinion?
1: Yep. Okay. So okay. So here's my thing. I like Katsuji. I mean, he's a pretty good actor, and I've, enjoyed him in a few, and I've enjoyed him in a few things. Okay, so, my main issue here is that, like, Kaji uh, Teng kinda has, like, a very distinct voice. And, uh, it's kinda interesting that Roots brought up Greg Aries, because it's kinda similar that, in, like, once you hear his voice or something, like it's kinda hard to disassociate his actual performance from whatever role, from his voice. Mm-hmm. And, so, and sometimes you kinda, like, hear the voice of the character he's playing. So, and that's kind of the issue I felt happened here, like, a lot of the time I kind of felt like I was hearing Tag Tang more than I was hearing Gus, and it was a little bit distracting. Like, I mean, like, while a lot of Gus's character is kind of angrier at this point in the story, there's also, like, a lot of times where he's, like, a little bit more kind of sarcastic or laid-back, like, or crack, like some black jokes or something, mm-hmm. like some black humor. <laughs> and, I, like, and I felt that a lot more, like, Mark Derrionson's performance. Yeah. And there are, and like and there are a few moments here where like I really feel like Tiny Tae kinda got it. Like uh like the bit like the opening bit in episode three where he's surrounded by all those soldiers and he like starts cracking all these jokes. Like, like 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 there are a few moments where I thought he got it, but and as far as his actual performance, it's mostly fine. I don't have any but too... like I don't have any problems with it from a technical standpoint, it's just for the most part it just didn't really feel enough like guts to me. Hmm. Or at least it's like how I generally envision Guts, I guess.
2: It's a different take on, on the character, and it, it is very distracting having listened to Guts for almost 20 years now. Um, and having him be a certain way, and then having him entire, be entirely diff- different all of a sudden, with no real explanation, it can be very jarring.
1: And so, any other thoughts on this, or...?
2: I think we're mo- ready to move on to final thoughts.
1: Yep, so time to move into final
2: thoughts. All in all, it's a good dub, but it's held back by some very unnecessary casting changes, and we don't fault the actors, who the new actors at all. They are doing a good job at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We just have to ask, why? Why did this happen? I mean, and, and I know it's it's probably none of our business why it happened but it is fair to want to know why these changes were made and yeah that's all I gotta say on it
0: yeah it was for what it was it was a great dub for a very very messy show both in its subject matter and its animation style the, the question of why does linger in regards to the recasting, I don't hold that against the actors. I don't hold it... I really don't hold it that much against Bang Zoom. But... I do... Like Hardy said, I do wonder why these recasts had to take place.
3: That's really just the ultimate question there, is is what exactly... What exactly was the thought process behind recasting the three main? Because nobody was clamoring for a new cast, you know.
1: I mean, I mean, the yeah, like, other people seemed pretty happy when they got the old cast back, and yeah, I, I can tell, like and kind like those movie trilogy dogs were pretty well received, so it relieves really us the question of why.
3: And it just, it it really, it it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you're just thinking to yourself, like. <laughs> They have to be the ones now who are in the the not-too-good anime
1: You know Yeah, yeah, I I mean it's, I mean it's a I mean it's already kind of important enough with the way this show looks and some of the problems with the adaption And so and I know a lot of people were saying that the one thing they were really looking forward to was seeing like the old Duckcast come back, so when this happened it was I mean yeah, I mean the controversy was pretty understandable
2: Yeah Kick kicked the wind out of everybody's sails, really and and for it to happen just with no real explanation was sort of like probably
3: because they knew nobody the would ever expe- accept any explanation yeah right but besides that so, the yeah. dub is fine i mean like it's Zo. they they usually do really good work so i'm not going to right be-
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, I have no, like, I have no issue with the direction or the actors. Like, I'm actually, like, I'm curious to hear about when direct something that's actually his own. So, and I mean, I had some problems with the script, but not, I mean, but not too, too to to detrimental extent. I mean, ultimately, the ultimately the problem here really just kind of comes down to these casting you do casting choices, why it had to happen. But but ultimately, we're never going to know the reason why. So we're just all left here with a bitter taste in our mouth, I guess. Mm. There we are. And on that note, does anyone have anything they want to plug really quickly, or...? Not
2: really. <laughs> we don't want to end on a depressing note. so Somebody say a dirty joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh. My love.
1: My love for you is like a truck. I had to do it.
0: (laughs) And because I got to do it now because I did it in the Anime Boston video and I did it in the Overlord episode. I'm from Manda Bob. This ain't even my goddamn final form.
2: (laughs) Well... (laughs) Oh shoot, fire! This here is the best dadgum anime I think I done ever seen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeehaw, Mountain Dew! <laughs> you can find Berserk streaming on Crunchyroll subtitled, and on Funimation now dubbed.
2: What uh, what my colleague is trying to say is, if you would like to watch uh, the Berserk dub. You can do so on Funimation now. Uh, it is currently five, excuse me, five ninety nine a month. They offer a two week free trial. But remember, if you decide not to keep it, you need to take your credit card info out, or you will be charged. However, you will more than likely find so much value in the over nine thousand dubs available on FunimationNow.com that you will want to keep the service for yourself.
0: Shameless plug. Is that basically what you Ding! were saying? That was basically what I was trying to say. And um, as I said in the Overlord episode, um, I will go a little more comprehensive on it. But I did want to quickly bring up Verve, Ten bucks a month. It gives you access to Crunchyroll and Funimation as well as some other channels. And there are also additional channels that you can pay an additional amount of money for.
2: Yes, just be aware that they do not currently have subtitles for on-screen text, so shows like Drifters, Devil is a Part-Timer, and Ping-Pong are almost impossible to watch, so do be aware. But
0: that is an issue yeah. they are aware of, and they are
1: working on. Yeah, and on that note, uh, I guess we're ready to call tonight, and uh, tell em, okay, and we'll see you in ten years when we finally get off that deck boat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we are... <laughs> We are
2: still on the boat,
0: aren't we?
1: Guts what got we off the boat on? Yeah. got on a
2: goat. He's been off uh, the boat for years. And... He's on yep. a boat. He's on a boat. Take a good, hard look at the mother boat. <laughs>
1: yep, uh, yep, and until next time, good night to all. Night,
2: everybody. Otaku on, my friends.